live from the Shangri-La of South County. Coming to you from where I'm resting in Tustin. Resting in Tustin. That's resting a good one. Tustin. Yeah. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. I found some mineral water for you. Just send you the link. Okay. Oh man, my computer's hating me right now. The link's not working. All right, there we go. Just taking forever to resolve. Gerolsteiner sparkling natural mineral water. Is this German? Yeah. Have you had it before? No. I was listening to the Kevin Rose podcast, which is actually pretty good. And it was his Tim Ferriss interview where they were talking about this. There's like micro doses of lithium in it. What? Yeah. So it gets you high while you're drinking it? Microdoses. <laughs> Not enough to affect you if you had some other supplement you were taking. Yeah, but what if you're drinking two or three of these a day? Still, it's microscopic. Okay. He didn't say how many uh, milligrams or whatever, but it sounded low. Plus, he must like the flavor. I'm going to try uh, it. Yeah, bipolar disorder. This is good for you to drink then. I'm going to try it. Should be... Uh... You're going to get addicted to mineral water. You're gonna, really? You're, you're going to... You know what? It's going to happen. It's the same thing that happened to me is going to happen to you because you're going to look for alternatives, carbonated alternatives that aren't full of carbs and sugar. And mineral water is literally the only thing. I mean, there's club soda, which is basically the same thing, just without the minerals. But, and then there's different flavors. Trader Joe's has the absolute best mineral water. They have like six flavors. They have some like cranberry, uh, what is it called? It's uh, cranberry, some weird fruit name and it's a mix and it's like the best tasting mineral water has like this essence flavor. There's no sugar or cal carbs or anything. It's like a little uh fruit essence that that is mixed with the mineral water it gives it that flavor that sounds good yeah it's really refreshing mineral water is good for you too it's also it's well it's good for you but it also is bad for you if you uh drink too much of it because um apparently the carbonation in that like Drinking any too much of anything carbonated is bad for you. It's bad for your teeth. It's bad for your esophagus. It's bad for your stomach. Um, but there's something else too. Like the one of the minerals that's in it, like it's there's not very much. It's only like I think 200 parts per million is the amount of minerals that they add to it. Um, but one of them, if you have too much, it can give you like explosive diarrhea. So awesome. <laughs> that so, sounds like a fun time. Yeah. So if you drink it, like if you're in Europe, like, cause apparently they love it over there in France <laughs> and stuff, man, that sounds like an adventure driving through traffic in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Try, to, <laughs> Try to find a bathroom. Oh, that's a nightmare. That <laughs> you're stuck adventure. in two hours of traffic and there are no public restrooms everywhere you go. The bathrooms are locked down. You cannot find one, let alone it's parking. Almost live in them. Yeah, so you might as well shit in the street and pass uh, hepatitis A around or whatever it is in oh, San Diego. Yeah. yeah. 
you know that that's got to be up in San Francisco too. It's probably not. Out, oh not, yeah. Uh, hasn't broken out. I don't know. Was it No Agenda where they said that it was probably caused by basically outlawing plastic bags, and that the homeless used to get rid of their shit with the plastic bags? That could be. I don't know. What a weird side effect. So the plastic bags basically clean themselves up because the homeless needed them to shit. Huh. Interesting. And now there's a hepatitis outbreak. Little poop particles on the doorknob. Man, it, doesn't, it makes me want to not touch anything in San Francisco or San Diego. I get ridiculed for how much I wash my hands. I am like so... When it comes to touching anything in public, any handrails, doorknobs, anything, I immediately wash my hands after. Or I make sure, if I can't wash my hands, I make sure to not touch my face. And I do, a, I mean, knock on wood, but I do a pretty good job at preventing getting sick every year. I only get sick maybe once a year, and it's like because it's some infection that, like, you know inevitably i'll like have dirty hands and like i'll put my finger in my ear or something a little too much german mineral water (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know they made mineral water in germany i always thought it was like a a french and uh, italian thing i don't know because perrier is french and then san pellegrino is italian and those are the two biggest uh as far as i know like independently sold and distributed uh, bottled water brands. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, mineral water. I know that, um, I think it was Joe Rogan. No, some comedian. What's the comedian that does that podcast with his wife? Oh, Tom Segura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two of them interviewed a water sommelier he tastes water and mineral water and compares them and reviews them and he works at that disney concert hall in their restaurant some german guy so they talked about fucking mineral water for two hours with that guy it was really interesting you would like that episode and i know i've sent you the link before it's a water sommelier does he have glasses and spiked hair? Uh, I don't know. His website is terrible. Sounds like you're talking about Alex Albrecht, who apparently Martin, still has spiked hair. Martin Reese. That's his name, yeah. Look his website. <laughs> if you send me a link, it might destroy my, my system. Okay. I mean, I, you can send me the Martin Reese.com. R I E S E. Just send the link, I guess. It's me clicking the Channel link that's going to fuck it up. Link to martinrees.com. Please don't, don't crash. That iMac Pro is looking, or just an iMac in general is looking more and more tempting. Yeah, I think that's the guy. The website is unbelievably bad. Look at, he's got social media link, uh, buttons in the upper right. And then. I have to close it. There's too much moving shit on there. I feel like I'm using a Pentium 3. His website was bad. 
I have higher performing Intel Atoms. Actually, we're we're talking over an Intel Atom that performs better than this, <laughs> and it's fanless. I have an active fan, some shitty, broken ass fan, just spraying, just pumping air into the laptop to try and cool it off. So that begs the question: When, well. What are you going to get to replace it and when? Preferably a MacBook Pro with 32 gigs of RAM or I break down and buy an iMac. That means I have that big old source of heat in my room again. Or I wait even longer, see what they come out with with the Mac Pro, which there's no guarantee that it would even be next year. I'm kind of thinking I can get a MacBook Pro and probably buy another one in three or four years that way I'm super portable still and have the same have performance what? have you even considered a Mac Pro I've thought about it but for what I'm doing um, it's just overkill and I can't guarantee that the well, Mac one thing Pro I've will always... last over you know over six years the thing I've always wondered maybe someone should have asked you about before but why if if your intended philosophy of use for the whole duration of the device is to use it as a desktop device which you kind of have done i I know why wouldn't you just get a desktop um that's why i've been looking at an imac and then batteries aren't a problem anymore you don't have to worry about the battery had a problem with the battery um at some point, my battery got replaced. Maybe somebody snuck in my room and replaced the battery because it only has like 150 charges on it now. I don't recall them replacing it. I don't see it on any of my receipts. Somehow Didn't you get I the logic board battery. replaced on it at one point? Yes. Uh, they might have just uh, given you a new battery with it. No, the SSD. I don't think they replaced it. I don't think they, re- they replaced the logic board. Well, aren't the SSDs remember, soldered into the boards on those? No, only on the new ones. Oh, not okay. only on the new ones, and not the 13 inch. The Wait a minute. So you can, key. so you could open up your MacBook and put another SSD in it. Uh, maybe. Y- yes, I think. Because it's uh, it's M huh. You could too. You have to buy a specific one though. And it's not fully supported by the OS, so... I thought mine soldered in. Because mine's flash memory. Yeah, See, yours is PCI Express. I thought, oh, I thought yours was too. No. It was just maybe a slower version of it. The 2012 model was MSATA. Huh, okay. It was like one of the first of its kind. It was an extra long MSATA that... Uh, well, it's like M.2. Space. Yeah, something like that. It, yeah, M.2, that's what it was. Damn, so I didn't even know Something M.2 like existed in 2012, but it's possible Apple's kind of always been ahead of the curve. That was around the time the... they bought a flash memory company. Within a year or two of that, and then they put all those high-end chips on their iPhone 6, and then the iPhone... No, the MacBook Pro had the first stick of uh, flash memory that went over 512 gigs. And it was 768 gigs, and it, it's probably like triple layer memory or something TLC memory the M.2 
stuff is so fast already. I don't, I don't, unless you're doing like some extreme, you know, you know, small file, you know, bit by bit transfer type stuff. I don't see where you're going to see a huge advantage over PCI Express versus M.2. Just, just looking at porn <laughs> on, on, a, on a really crazy Chrome session. You could seriously see the difference. The biggest I.O. is really fast, though. The biggest I.O. constraint a lot of times is, well, obviously your internet would be at that point with a whole bunch of tabs, but um, it's touching the disk all the time. And then when you're dealing with PCI Express, NVMe uh, SSDs like they have today, they can do like 50 operations at once. They just all get queued up and they can be accessed well, the out of order. The M.2 drives are NVMe, too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Is M.2 uh, PCI Express? No, it's MSATA, but it's it's just the second revision. It's thinner and longer, and the connector's smaller. Okay, that is what I'm thinking. Um, I don't think mine's NVMe. Okay. I think it's too old for that. Maybe it's just like the first revision of M.2. I'm gonna check right now. I'd be curious to see what that looks like. I see NVMe Express as an option, but it's not in there. It's under SATA and SATA Express. And this shows up as, what kind of bus is this? It's NVMe Express, is NVMe. Yeah, it just says SATA solid state drive. Hmm. No details. I think this was their first attempt at it. I mean, technically, they had it on the original MacBook Air, where it was like, you could get it all flash memory, but... The, no, yeah, and the MacBook Air was first, I guess. This is like their second attempt. I think the... The NVMe uh, storage that's going to be on the iMac Pro does like three plus gigabytes a second. Well, it's getting to the point now with these storage speeds that your CPU is going to be the bottleneck. Because these these NVMe PCI Express drives, you pretty much have to have a top of the line across the board machine to even make use of that 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 power you know the yeah. those uh that in a lot of circumstances a lot of times you can't process the amount of information that would be read or written and that's why i kind of like getting to the point that you know is that i was trying to make earlier is like where so at a certain point it's like when are you seeing when is the average person seeing the difference between just a regular nvme m.2 sata you know, Samsung 960, whatever drive versus some Intel, crazy Intel PCI express, uh, you know, flash based solution. Like when, where I just like in the average, the average person doing average stuff on their machine, I don't think are, are going to see any difference. Updates and booting. Like look at your new iPad. That thing's so fucking fast. When you install the 11.1 update, 
it probably took it less than 15 minutes. But it's also a completely proprietary platform. There's no BIOS or or, or splash splash paid post or any of that shit. It's it's it is yeah. it's just it's faster because it's a proprietary platform, but it's also faster because of the storage. It's it's both. But why does the iPhone take so long to do updates? Why does like it's faster got, now because of the NVMe or whatever flash? Kinda eleven point one took a long time. That was like twenty minutes for a, a one gigabyte file. It to download it and then install it. The SSDs are like nine hundred megabits a second or something, or megabytes a second. They're pretty fast. They're at least as good as your desktop. So is computer. it the CPU that's the limitation then on the iPhone? Well, compared to your iPad, I'd say yes, but the flash memory is definitely faster on your iPad. Because that's more like a laptop component. Okay. You could easily put several layers of HD, like 4K video, it would be compressed, but you could play it all back at once on that iPad. It would probably have the horsepower CPU or GPU-wise to decode it and the disk bandwidth to play back multiple tracks. Wouldn't have the storage for the uncompressed stuff, but you could still pull it off. And that's what I kind of want to do is edit video on one of those iPads. That'd be cool. Short form stuff. I just hope somebody other than Apple starts producing a video editor. Because right now it's just iMovie, and it's pretty restricted. Yeah, it's just a really nice, um, I, I really like writing on it, especially, I don't know if I mentioned that I got a matte screen protector on it. Yeah, the writing weird. surface is perfect. Your now. screen's going to be it's, all shimmery now. It's No, it's a little blurry. It's yeah, a little, uh, it's going to have things that, are that softer. Shimmer. White, but you know what though? The display looks so good though, that it, it's I honestly, it, it's just a, a little, little I don't care. It's just slightly fuzzy. I don't care. It still looks amazing. And I like the peace of mind that I could like, you know, smack my dirty hands on the screen while I'm writing on it. Like I could have crumbs in, you know, uh, particularly like little bit of dirt or sand or something on my hand scratching the fucking screen while I'm writing, you know, so not even having to think about that. Like if I didn't have the pencil and my and I wasn't my intended use on that device wasn't to write on it constantly, I wouldn't have gotten the screen protector. It, it's like that's why my iPhones. I never I've never had a screen protector on any of my iPhones. It's actually, you know, I take that back. On my iPhone four, I had one, but it was like very short lived because they were really shitty back then. They were like film before they had the glass ones. Now they're now they're all the good ones are all glass based. But and they all crack. Yeah. Oh man, you should see you should see my girlfriend's phone. She's got a nice iPhone seven and the screen protector on it. It's br- it's chipping at the edges. Yeah. All around. Yeah, that's basically where they fail first, and then it Shit. spreads. It's a good but, thing she got Apple Care because I told her she's probably gonna have to have the glass replaced on it. Just take the the so called screen protector off. You can't. It's all broken and jagged at the edges. It'll. What about a razor blade? 
Yeah, but then you're risking scratching the screen up, the glass up beneath mm. it. It's just, pretty hard. Off, if you got Apple Care, you might as well just pay the twenty nine dollars. Seriously, with a razor, with it. you could probably peel the stuff off your iPhone screen without scratching it. It's, Maybe the blade isn't that hard. People take their uh, in all those destruction videos. They take a pair of keys and a razor blade against the iPhone screen, and it doesn't do much. And it can't be as bad as having a stupid thin layer of shattered glass on top of your glass. Yeah. The problem it, is, is that girls just put their phone in their purse with all their other jagged metal objects. So it's like you almost as long have as to have it's a not sand or a screen cover. But keys. If you get your keys in there, keys will fuck up. Watch glass. the destruction videos. Uh my, somehow it survives. You, my, I can tell you my phone from firsthand experience is fucked from the, the glass on it's fucked from the keys. I got big, deep scratch on the right side. And I don't usually have my phone out anywhere else other than my pocket. And I keep my keys sometime in the same pocket. And that's the only thing that makes sense. I keep my knife in there. I find that it's the little buttons on my jeans. Or some piece of sand or something that went in my, my jeans. And when it slips in and out, that's the time it scratches. Hmm. It's a bunch of little hairline ones. Did you hear that Terry Crews filed a police report? Because he says he was groped? What? Yeah. He's jumping on the bandwagon. Groped by who? Uh, if I recall the story correctly, some woman? Let me see. Um, an entertainment executive. Huh. Makes sense. It's probably it's on both sides, on the men and women. Google that guy or girl or whoever Corey is. Wait, is that the cop? That is the cop. I don't think they dropped the name then. Force of nature. Adam? Oh, I was a guy. Wow, it was a guy, according to this, huh? Yeah, this is gonna go sideways on him. Terry Crews seems like a no-bullshit kind of guy, though. I don't think he would make that up. Oh, I'm you know, sure. He played in the real. NFL. I don't know. Yeah, he played. He played in the NFL before he was an actor. See, so at least he had a career in not being a bullshitter before he chose <laughs> that career. Oh man! Don't they it's pinch fucking... each other's asses and grab each other's nuts all the time in that? Not really. Depends on what team you play for and who your teammates are, but they're all professionals because they're all paid millions of dollars. It's not like college football. It's different. It's a double-edged sword, though, because when you're a professional doing that shit, there also comes entitlement, and guys just sometimes don't give a shit. It's like they get their big deal and they don't play. Like they don't—they give half effort because they've already sealed the deal. 
Um, Firefox Quantum. You've been using that, right? I've been using the the beta or the developer edition. Is it as fast as they? Uh, it's fast. I'm looking at a thread here on lobsters about Firefox Quantum, and everybody says it made them switch back. Yeah, it's it's really it's nice. I like it. It's fast. Yeah, it looks cool. I've had to update all my extensions though. They're all like uh, webkitified, where they're all supposedly isolated, and they have less features. I just hope I can keep my tab scrolling up or uh, add-on because I use a ratcheting scroll wheel and I can scroll over the tabs and I can jump through them one at a time. My favorite feature. I'm going to be using it more, more and more. Probably went closer to release because I'm Chrome is just... I've had so many problems with it lately. It's the perfect browser for me. I want to I use just, Firefox. It runs again. better. I, it may have. It, it made us run better on no, I, Mac than on Windows. Oh, I've, it ran fine on Windows when I used it on Windows. It's. I go through periods of time where I like it a lot, and then I despise it. Like right now, where web pages just don't load. I'll have two browsers open. I'll. I'll have the same. You're URL. on a Microsoft page then. No, it wasn't a Microsoft page. It was like, it was bestbuy.com. Bestbuy.com would not load in Chrome. It is sat Did there you have adblock? Spinning, spinning, spinning. No, I, I, well, yes, but I have adblock in both browsers. And it opens immediately in Firefox and it's just sitting there and spinning in Chrome. The uh -huh. uh, Office 365 admin page doesn't work at least 50% of the time. I know. Chrome. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's bad. And Microsoft is malicious. I I it's I'm only not denying I'm Microsoft not debating that services. It's, it's it's very possible that's the case. And their 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 URLs end in .asp or like Yeah, but weird why do shit. I not have the problem in Firefox? I have I only have the problem in Chrome. Firefox isn't the majority browser anymore. Hmm. Microsoft doesn't have a feud with uh, with Firefox, they have a feud with Google. Because they're basically out of the browser market because of Google. I bet it doesn't work in Safari well either. I have to check it. But even the worst fucking porn sites on the planet work perfectly fine. And any browser that you use, except for Microsoft's services. So I know they're doing it on purpose. I don't know how they could fuck up a standard and make their page somehow not work with certain browsers like Chrome. Since it's the single most, browser, most used browser on the planet. Is that still true, though? Even with... Uh, Safari on mobile? most used, yeah. Okay. I don't know what metric they're using to, to figure out that percentage, but I would, as far as desktop computers go, definitely it's Chrome. Yeah. It's That's funny because IE, though. I remember when IE was the biggest, and now it's 
Yeah, that was terrible. Microsoft fucked themselves by rebranding to Edge. They should have just kept yeah. it IE and everyone would have kept using it. They're fucking idiots. Uh, uh, Edge is terrible, too. It's gotten better. It's it's you know what? Okay, it's not a terrible browser anymore, but it's just not as good as as the no, alternatives because they ignore huge parts of the standard. So they went out of their way to ignore WebGL because WebGL was a threat to DirectX. They're like, oh my god, no, we can't accept WebGL. We're gonna create our own proprietary 3D experience on the web so that we can have we can control it and basically make some shitty rendering engine or whatever 3D thing like uh like DirectX but for the internet so it only works on our platform and since they have zero leverage with any of their web browsers anymore because they're just not that good the world has moved on and they've been forced in like the last year and a half to adopt WebGL but they still don't do it fully they're like, yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll kind of support it. But that allows you to do accelerated, smooth, beautiful web pages, unlike all of their web services where it's like using a MySpace page, and every time you click a link, like their admin page, it's like jumping you between... So you're in the admin page. It looks the same, but every time you click something, it has to load a whole new web page, like it's the 90s. Instead of just like sliding something around and showing you new content, it loads a whole new web page, which has to be rendered on their server, on their ASP backend. You can see the little .asp thing, the extension, like it's the 90s, at the end of the file. And it drops you on a new, a new domain. So half the time you're on, uh, what is it, Windows Azure or something, Windows something.com, and then on Microsoft.com, and then Office365.com. Right. And I, I keep thinking I got redirected somehow to uh am i hearing a hard drive die no um it just seems like i'm getting man in the middle like i got sent to a fake site i think dot on microsoft is what microsoft used to replace um like they had hotmail and then they had live yeah when they got rid of live then it became dot on microsoft so like if you were to create a new user in Office 365 uh, and give it an email address, the default alias would be their email address dot on Microsoft.com. That's yeah. that that that's user the- at company dot on Microsoft.com. Right. And then it takes you to like Microsoft login.com. It's really Microsoft.com. Yeah. And then they have login pages. Now they ask you, they ask you if your uh, the account that you're signing in with is a, um, like a personal account or a, like an administered account. And And so they take you to separate login pages used to do that before it used to automatically, when you would type in your, your, uh, account name, it would automatically figure out which one it was for and for whatever reason doesn't do that now it just you have to select which one in the beginning um that's probably better though because yeah well i think they're they're trying to reverse or 
um unfuck unfuck up things that have been <laughs> fucked up for a long time yeah i i think that they've woven such a tangled web they can never unfuck it it was all ill-conceived the way the way that they implemented everything office 365 it's as a, a good solution, solution as a solution it's much better than what existed before oh yeah but that roll your the, own shit in your office yeah oh man and fucking local exchange servers yeah and then it goes down oh, and then you miss all your emails and then they're just gone it's like a fax MX, machine mx record or uh you have to like go through the fucking records and stuff like that and then yeah. uh you'd have dns issues if you're running dns from the same from the same machine um you would have oh man the only thing that was nice though about the built-in exchange server was that you can one step create a domain account and their email in the same setup process so you didn't have to you once you created their domain account you had the option to create an, a mail account with it i don't even know what that stuff means because a domain is like you know a tld Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking name. about. I'm I talking know, about they, domain they controller. Name, naming collisions. It's not enough that they just they make stuff proprietary so that they can try to own something that is a standard. They they take fucking the same words that you use for everything else on the on the internet, and they try to own those too. Yeah, well, they piss me off. Technically, if you were running a macOS server. And you were hosting a domain. I don't know what that oh, is. Mac OS server? No, uh, hosting a domain. Talking well, about okay, you are you have a domain controller, domain you know, company.local. And then you have, you know, your, your TLD, which is for all your online stuff that connects your local network. I mean, whatever services you're running, whatever, you know. But when they say domain controller, they're just talking about your company's local network. So it's your company's name is a domain and everything is on because you're not. But you don't I mean, buy you it from a registrar. Everything through, you're just talking about a host name. No. It, yeah, it's a host name, but that's what it's. But you have services that could tie in to your local network that go out on the Internet, like websites. And I know, stuff but like they're that. not using the, the name right. They mean something else by it. It's like they're the SJWs of of uh, of programmers. They want to impose their separate meaning for their for the same word. So if I say mail, you say, <laughs> "Give me, give me an example." Um, what do you mean? of some sjw self-identifying as uh um what are the words that they they made up oh gender fluid yeah gender fluid male something yeah some you know where i'm going with this okay the definition of active directory domain services so when you say that you are running a domain controller you need to have adds installed which is a feature in Windows Server. It's not a default function. It says, stores directory data and manages communication between users and domains, including user login process, logon processes, authentication, and directory searches. An Active Directory domain controller is a server that is running ADDS. So when you're linking those together, 
when you have like a domain trust or something like that, how do you identify you're using 10? I mean, it is, it's not a TLD, but it is a name that resembles a domain name. So I think that's why like, yeah, but okay. But you wouldn't call it active directory host name services. No, because host names are determined by the host. It, it, I, I, I see what you're, the point that you're trying to make. I'm just saying that I think this is the reason why they call it that. This is why their web services are fucked. Which, by the way, is making them a ton of money, apparently. Yeah, well, it's stuff. made life for IT people a lot easier. And I've barely it's your lunch, actually. worked with Azure stuff. I've done like maybe one session of Azure administration and it's very simple. I mean, it's not simple, but it's, it's more, uh, I guess sandbox is the right word. It's more just kind of like it's, it's purely the service. narrowed down. There's no it's, operating yeah. system. It, yeah. It's just very narrowed down to just the basic functionality that you need. Yeah. To, so to they are competing directly tasks. against you. Any of those services that you would run for a company, they eat your lunch. Except for uh, virtualization. Can't really do any of that shit throughout. You don't need to. I mean, yeah, you can. You can spin up a whole VPS through their service. They have Linux ones. They have dedicated instances. Um, just like EC2. But everybody who, like... Amazon. Yeah, but the internet goes out. There's everything. You you need. You lose the, everything anyway. When the internet goes uh, out. No, because you can run VMs on your local network, and people could still work from the the stuff on the server. Nobody works when the internet's down. They do. Ah. Uh, Businesses don't just stop functioning because the internet do, goes down. They do because their their phone system it's goes down. Everything goes down. No, it severely hinders them. But unless it, they're it, making widgets, they're out of business. People don't just get sent home in the office when that happens. They're still working on shit when they're there. Yeah, generally they, they try and wait it out. Stuff that they're have that they're working. What about the people that do uh, uh, video editing? They're not connected. They don't need an on, a persistent online connection for that shit. They can just work from uh, NAS on a network, and they could just you know create whatever they're doing and then it's have to save it to the nas and then the connection comes back and then all your online backups are back up and you can browse the web again so technically not- with gigabit internet connections there are more and more editing systems that lease time on some type of web service they basically pay for a samba share in a database so that they don't have to buy the servers then they have access to essentially unlimited storage and they use like a little like a tweaked whatever uh protocol they need to use sifs something like that apple file share which i'm sure is gonna get phased out soon uh they have high performance low latency connections that you can connect to it's not quite an mpls but you're several hops away versus like a dozen and with Google Cloud Platform, which there's there's one company in particular that does this that I'm thinking of, they lease, uh, they'll rent out servers on Google Cloud Platform and then pay extra for their like premium internet lines that have a shorter connection distance. 
and that gives the editor lower latency and faster access to video over the internet. And that would suck because you're adding 20 milliseconds at the minimum to that connection, which means any tiny, any tiny files, that's going to suck. Like they, it won't work. It's going to be, uh, probably 20 times slower than a LAN. But for the larger videos, just streaming those, that could actually work. And it obviously does because there's somebody out there paying this company. And when you have Chinese investors at all these studios, they're probably, uh, you know, looking for the best price. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Have you what? read about people's problems uh, upgrading to Debian 9? Hasn't Debian 9 been out for a while? Yeah. Just an article I pulled up. Some guy was having uh, a couple of issues. Wrote up how he solved them all. It's pretty common to have little tiny things. Um... Anytime you modify the original base operating system over many upgrades, they'll eventually accumulate into little tiny weird issues. Yeah, I wonder if the... When did Debian 9 come? Was it like a few months ago or like half a year ago? I don't know. I can't look it up right now. I wonder if that coincided the latest upgrade I did on my uh, Debian box that was running um, uh, all of my uh, my Unify stuff. You have to explicitly do a distribution upgrade. That you wouldn't just be accidentally upgraded to Debian 9. Okay. It's an event. You have to initiate it. Through probably like disk upgrade. It's like or, yeah, disk dash upgrade. Okay. Yeah. And with FreeBSD, their binary updater, it would be you'd have to like fetch the release. You have to prime it like two or three times, then install it, then reboot, then install the rest, and then check for updates again. Something like that. It's a crazy process. Linux has a, a lot smoother, but. Since the base packages on FreeBSD are separate, they don't go through the package manager. I just find that to be like a way, way cleaner experience. It's more akin to the Mac, where Apple takes care of all those updates, but then you can use Brew to manage all your little tools to pull down packet tracers and Wireshark for all kinds of analysis. IRSSI, or whatever that tool's called. For IRC. Have you seen any of these rumors about the uh, TV shows that Apple wants to make? No. Uh, all the recent rumors of all the Apple products, like the real recent ones, they've been wrong about almost everything except for what it looks like. So take it with a grain of salt, but the rumor is they don't want to see a nip slip. So everything's going to be safe for work. Which sounds lame. 
Yeah. I don't know. Apple should just be acquiring other stuff instead of making their own yeah. content. I personally think that's bullshit. It's probably misinformation. Just like the touch ID under the glass and the stories that they somehow shoehorned this laser face ID system at the last minute. But everybody at Apple, when interviewed, they've said that they've been working on it for a long time. Hello? Yeah. Um, Are you looking at your phone? No. I'm trying to just find if there's anything else that was relevant that happened. Oh, yeah, it was that shooting in Texas. Didn't somebody shoot the guy? Yeah. Shot him and then uh, he drove off. Some other guy chased him. And then the guy crashed his car and then he supposedly killed himself. But apparently the motive for that guy was his, he wanted to kill his family members in that church. And ended that, up killing a bunch of other people. Yeah, what? He had some feud with his family, I guess. I know, but he never accomplished the task. What was the point of everybody else? He killed his two of his... I think he killed his children. What? Yeah. Let me see. That's fucked up. I mean, it's all fucked up, but... You're going to have trouble finding stuff. There's like a million versions of every story now. In the age of information, we live in the age of disinformation. I bet there's a place boing song about this. Let's see. I think I found one. He trolled him. He baited him. He trolled him. He baited him. He trolled him. He baited him. I wish I was that smart. See, that's that's the Trump dimension. That's the Trump dimension. He trolled him. That's Did you see the condensed version? Did you see the condensed version of uh, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan's show? I want. I listened to the whole thing, episode nine. There's a condensed version of him talking about how there's like a war for good and evil, and uh, interdimensional vampires, and how uh, the elite are trying to achieve uh, the their end game is uh, machine center, like you know, being completely one with machines, so they live forever. Uh, whatever. He's, he's he totally <laughs> jumped the shark at the end of that. There's nothing interesting about what he says after about halfway. 
the condensed version makes it a little bit more coherent than because he gets interrupted and then he stops and then he has to continue again in the regular show whereas in in this it's like he gets let me see if i can find it i can't play it my computer's no i know i should probably just do this on my macbook the fanless computer with one port i'd have to do the whole show on battery I like the uh, Potbelly Goblins. That's his. Uh, <laughs> it's Potbelly Goblin, vamp, vampire, literal vampire Potbelly Goblins coming to get us. All right, I'm gonna call the show. All right, I'm gonna find some uh, some German mineral water. All right, watch out for the Potbelly Goblins. I need a colon cleanse. <laughs> bringyourwallet.com slash oh yeah bringyourwallet.com slash contact let us know how we can improve the show I'm not going to edit the show though so just fuck you if you say anything about that but um, bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and buy Nate some beer and me some coffee see you next week sorry